Hey everybody, this is Ed, and uh, just trying something new here, doing some uh, different types of podcasts as we lead into um, a Sunday morning message. So I hope you have don't have high expectations. I'm just going to talk as I think through some of this stuff. Um, right now, we are um, uh, we just finished uh, discussing this past Sunday. Finished discussing uh, kind of entering into a study of the. Um, I hate to say study, but uh, but really it is a study on the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. And um, really when we say study, we want to look at what the author wrote. Matthew here would be the would be the specific author, maybe a little bit of Luke. He has some of that stuff in here too, in his book, in his gospel. Uh, but we want to look at who they're writing to, um, uh, what they're really want the, wanting their readers to hear and see. And, uh, and to learn, and really all this comes down to, as we study, I think we, we learn more about how we live day to day, or what Jesus call, how Jesus calls us to live day to day. So, um, two verses I'm going to read right now is Matthew, uh, Matthew, they're both Matthew 4, it's kind of the lead-in uh, context-wise to, um, to, the, to, to the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, the first, Matthew 4, 4 Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 17. And um, this, in my Bible, it's, it's just titled this little area here, passage is called Jesus Begins to Preach. And it says this, Jesus, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, that's John the Baptist, he was put in prison by Herod, he returned, Jesus, that is, returned to Galilee, leaving Nazareth, that's where he grew, grew up, spent most of his time, leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, that's on the north shore of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what the prophet said through the, through the prophet Isaiah, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And so Matthew puts that in. Now I'm going to pause right here just for a second. That little bit from the prophet Isaiah um, is speaking about Jesus. And, and Matthew makes the claim that Jesus is the one fulfilling that as he moves from Nazareth to Capernaum. Uh, that's where he's going to move his uh, kind of like ministry headquarters. And... Um, but Matthew, Matthew, the book of Matthew, he, he's writing to a Jewish population who have knowledge of these past scriptures from the Old Testament. We call it the Old Testament. In their day, that was their Bible. And so as they're reading their Old Testament, they're watching this guy, Jesus. And as he moves and talks and preaches, um, they're trying to figure out whether he's the guy all the prophecies we're talking about, and, 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 and a lot of them were, were lining it up and saying, you know, this, this matches perfectly. So, so that's kind of why we have Matthew putting in uh, the phrase, this was to fulfill. This happened to fulfill. He said this to fulfill. And so Matthew's writing to a Jewish population, and so he's trying to help Jewish people connect the dots. Jewish people also, as we get into the Sermon on the Mount, some tough teaching. What Jesus, uh, what Jesus does is he refers people back to the law of Moses and to perfection in the Garden of Eden. Now, he doesn't say that, but everybody who's hearing that in that time period, 
they know what he's talking about. So we'll take a lot of time to walk through some of these very hard teachings. But that's a little bit later on. But just so you know, it's Matthew's a, a Jewish person writing to a Jewish audience. And so when he says things, we kind of have to change our ears from a, from a 2020 um, ear to a first century Jewish ear. Okay? Now at the end of chapter 4, Verse 17, not, that, not at the end, but uh, at the end of that little uh, passage there, it says this, From that time on, from Jesus moved to Capernaum, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, and this, this is a quote, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And that is huge. Matthew wants to emphasize that to his Jewish readers, that, that this is a major change in what they would call a covenant Okay, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So Jesus is calling people to do um, one thing. He's calling them to do one thing. He's saying to repent. Now what repentance is, is just realizing that you're in sin and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> you're far from God because of sin. We're all in that spot. We're all in that spot. So repentance is just saying, you know, we can't do this on our own. Somebody outside of humanity has to come in and change this because we can't. But repentance is realizing that we have sinned and pulling way back from that, changing our, our behavior, okay? Um, but repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. This, this is the kingdom issue we were talking about on Sunday, the kingdom. Um, I go just a little bit further in chapter 4. This is 4, verse 23. <clears throat> uh, in between the two passages I'm reading here, when Jesus starts picking up disciples and having them follow him. Uh, but in verse 23, it says this, Jesus went through Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom. There we have that again. This is, this is significant. It's a big change. He's preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought, him, brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering pain, severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across from the Jordan followed him. All right, and this is where he leads up to the Sermon on the Mount. So everybody, there's big crowds coming around too, big crowds. So let me get my notes out here. Um, Jesus has to kind of set himself apart from other, other teachers, other preachers right now. Uh, it's just like in our day, we have authorities on things. We have gurus. We have uh, health gurus, education gurus, stock market gurus, diet gurus, uh, psych, psychology gurus, counseling gurus, athletic exercise gurus, life gurus in general, religious gurus. and all, We have all these different experts. Well, that was true back then as well. But people then, the, the, the people following him, a lot of them were Jewish. Some probably were not. Some people were probably maybe following other gods, goddesses, okay? Little g, gods and goddesses. And so they're interested in what he's saying because he's speaking. If we, you ever uh, go to read a book and you, and you go to the last page to see what's, what, what, how it ends, um, if we go to the last part of the Sermon on the Mount, we see that people considered his teaching, even though it was very tough, they considered him one who was speaking with authority. And this is big. We have on the front end of this, he's doing all these miracles. And it's just not for the wow effect. The miracles, I mean, certainly he loves people and he wants to see them healthy again. But if he just leaves them like that, then they just die, maybe living a better life. 
what we might be consider a better life, but they still die. If he's just a teacher, he's, or if he's just a healer, that's all he does. If he's just a teacher, he's teaching, he's the, just the next guru, if that's all. He's just the next guru. Um, but, but now they notice there's something different. He's teaching with authority. And so what we have is leading up to the Sermon on the Mount is people are starting to notice that this guy isn't just the next guy. He has authority over sickness, over physical ailments, over demon possession. And back then, they and I, I, I believe this, but in today's world, we, we see this differently. Um, but, they, you know, they fully believed and demon possession, and he was he was taking hold of other authorities as well. All in the background, okay? All in the background of him teaching and doing these things. There's religious leaders, Jewish leaders, the priests, Sadducees, Pharisees. And they're watching him, and they're seeing what he says, because as we walk through the Sermon on the Mount and then further into Matthew, we find that these guys are the ones who see their authority lessening and Jesus' authority getting greater. Um, it's not that his uh, authority is any greater. It's just because he's the son of God, and people are beginning to see that he really is the one from the Old Testament. So as we walk into this, that's so just some thoughts today, um, that when we talk about the kingdom, it's, it's just not something to be a part of. If Jesus is the king and there is a kingdom, this is the, the thing to be a part of. It is the way to heaven. Um, it's not just the next teacher with the next way of good life or good living. Um, Jesus is doing lots of things. We put all these things together, the miracles, the teaching with authority, and he's going to turn some, the ears are going to perk up, and he's going to have some, some enemies here pretty soon. But with all that said, Jesus is putting himself up into the position of the king for this new kingdom, and he's going to start inviting people to be a part of it. And no matter what, what a person's background is. Many of these people have rough backgrounds. He's going to point to people who um, hate. He's going to call them murderers, okay? He's, he's doing stuff like this, but they're still listening because they know they've come to a point where they say, if this is true, there's nothing I can do to change it. I need this guy's help. And that's where the point where Jesus wants all of us to come to, where we realize, you know, we've messed up. But if we went into the kingdom and we want other people to come in, we need to point them to not just the next good teacher. We need to point them to the Son of God, and that's Jesus Christ. All right? So that's just some thoughts today. I'll come back on probably on Wednesday with some more thoughts as we head into the Beatitudes. We'll kind of work into that because the Beatitudes are really cool. They are just really cool. And uh, I just saw some things that I'd never seen before when I read through the other day. So, uh, But check back, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.